With the help of the evil scientist Dr. Arkville, the Decepticons use Hypnochip to control the minds of human beings and create an army of slaves to produce a vast supply of Energon cubes. Sorry, I don't really have any commentary for this part. I just like listening to that narrator. An army of slaves. So cool. So we pick up where we left off, with Sparkplug ratting out the Autobots and his son to the bad guys. This ends up being one of those cop-out deals, since the other half of the Autobot rescue party charges in and handles things with ease. An irritatingly paced action sequence follows, but it's okay, because we get to see Spike cry through the whole thing. You know, I'd probably be sad if my father became a Decepticon sympathizer, but I think I'd probably get over it after two episodes. At the very least, I wouldn't let Brawn and Bumblebee see me weeping like a little baby. But that's me. Have I mentioned how utterly ineffectual Shockwave is? Megatron leaves the guy with one simple job, Guardian of Cybertron, which is effectively an empty planet. And somehow, every time the Autobots make their way through his little office area, he completely fails to prevent them running right by and continuing on whatever mission they're on that week. I'd have left Laserbeak in charge personally, but I suppose it's easy to play Monday Morning Tyrant. Oh, and I believe this scene marks the first appearance of Soundwave's crotch alarm. You know, I spend a fair amount of time complaining about the repetition of scenery when these guys are on Earth, but I could totally watch an entire half hour of just them driving around Cybertron. That place is just so much cooler than here. The group makes their way to Wheeljack's infamous lab. Everyone's really impressed by the place, which makes it extra great when the camera finally pulls out to reveal a walk-in closet. No, scratch that, an empty walk-in closet. I bet you can work miracles here. Wheeljack plays something on a laser disc and the Autobots learn what those of us who were paying attention during Part 2 already knew. Sonic vibrations cancel out the effects of the Hypnochip. Meanwhile, back on Earth, Prime leads a commando team on surfboards. I guess they got bored with those hydrofoils. Seriously, this entire episode is like a beautiful 22-minute gift just for me. We cut to one of the many sites where Megatron's human slaves are collecting energy, and something seems... out of place. Oh right! Safety equipment! we finally reached a situation in which hard hats would be advisable, and there's none to be found. Megatron's about to wrap things up, and he begins gathering up all his Energon cubes in one basket for a final trip to Cybertron. Before he leaves, he instructs Dr. Argaville to stay clear of that bad kid Starscream who's a total bad influence. So, naturally, the second he turns his back... Perhaps Starscream is the ally I've been looking for. Sure, he seems trustworthy. What could go wrong? The Autobots surf in and try to stop Megatron, but they fail, and he blows up the dam behind him as he escapes. Much is made of the fact that he's leaving Arkaville for dead. What about this flesh creature, Dr. Arkaville? He is of no further use to me. Megatron is through with you, but I am not. I point this out because not five minutes later, Megatron gets to his next destination and asks this important question. Look, I'm willing to accept that the Decepticons have an alliance with a mad scientist. I'm also willing to accept that when he ceases to be useful, they dispose of him. But you can't have it both ways. It's your device show. Pick one. Starscream's plan, incidentally, is to drain the energy from Arkaville's brain. And, joke approaching, please make room for the punchline, there's not even enough in there to fill a single Energon cube. Get it? I suspect Starscream's not exactly overflowing with glowy mind juice either, because he's doing all of this right under Megatron's nose. He actually followed the guy across the planet to some tiny island someplace to continue his scheming. Somebody needs to explain to him that behind someone's back is not a literal expression. But before Megatron can settle the score with his would-be mutineer, the Autobots surf in again, allowing Starscream the chance to escape with Arkaville. Now that they've sorted out how to stop the Hypnochips, they safely get the human shields out of the way and set the stage for another tedious fight scene. 
Megatron manages to escape with his cube. Hey, wait a minute, we've seen this before. The Autobots concentrate their fire, manage to blow the ship up, which releases enough energy to blast Cybertron back out of the Earth's orbit. But it doesn't damage the Earth in any way during the process. And Megatron survives too. Man, that's one really specific explosion. And now it's time for this week's science lesson. A 10-ton robot can easily surf across still waters. For some reason, giant waves are considered a bad thing while engaging in this practice. Doctor, I can't drain enough mind energy from your evil brain to fill even one cube!